Jake Gensel scored twice, set up two other goals. Would have loved to have been able to interview him. The franchise made it to the Stanley Cup playoffs for a 16th consecutive year. And they did so with a continued closed locker room. Yes, I'm finally going there today. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and baseball, both of which allow reporters to do their jobs. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, where you found this. You know how it is in life when you make a step forward and then you got to take one backward? It it stinks. And I'm speaking really of anything when I say that. And there's no question that this pandemic has been supremely frustrating, damaging, tragic. It has cost people lives. It has cost people loved ones and friends. It's cost me personally people that I've known. So I'm not losing context here when I talk about the pandemic in terms of what it means to the, you know, the disgruntled sports writer as if we matter. We actually don't. But the quality of the work does. The integrity behind the work does. And the fans, the readers, the viewers, the listeners, their passion for knowledge about their favorite teams that bring them joy, that bring them entertainment, that bring them distraction during difficult times, that also matters. Maybe more in our city than in most. So please take it in that setting, as opposed to whiny media guy when I say that it was wonderful to be over at PNC Park covering the Pirates over the past week, and before that in St. Louis where they opened the season, and before that in Bradenton where they had spring training, because Major League Baseball has restored all access to All media. We still have to wear a mask when we go into the clubhouse. I'll wear an astronaut suit to be able to go in there and do my job for you. I'll I'll wear like a clown suit to be able to go in there and do my job to bring you original information, to bring you exclusive information, to be able to ask questions of athletes that I don't necessarily want to ask at a press conference setting because I might have thought of something that someone else hadn't. But when I ask it in a press conference setting, then everyone can write the same story. Oh, and by the way, the reverse is true as well. Meaning a competitor asks a question, and I hadn't thought about that angle, and now I think, well, hey, I'm going to include that in my piece too. And then add into that the happy, happy approach of the teams involved, of only bringing out the players who do well, never the GOAT, never the guy who took the boneheaded penalty or made the terrible giveaway in overtime or whatever it is. It's never that one. It's always like in a 6-1 to loss, 
you'll get the guy who scored the one goal. And while that works for the rah-rah team websites, which employ writers that are, you know, team employees, it doesn't work for the readers, the viewers, and the listeners. The fans. The actual fans. It doesn't work for them. And oh my, wait until you see how that goes double once they get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. So the underlying question here is why? Why is the NHL the only league? I actually tried to give some benefit of the doubt to those who manage the garage and couldn't come up with anything, at least not anything that would justify it. Are they trying to protect the Russian players from having to discuss Vladimir Putin? Well, if so, how about this? When the locker room opens, tell all the Russian players they've got like 20 seconds to haul tail out of there before we evil reporter types get in there to start asking them about that smiling selfie they took with Putin before the invasion of Ukraine. It's not that. Maybe Canada. Okay, Canada has still much tougher restrictions and regulations related to COVID. But the last I checked, Canada also accounts for only seven of the NHL's 32 franchises. Furthermore, you'll recall that throughout the pandemic, all of the various sports leagues asked each of their member teams to go by local restrictions and local guidelines. But now the NHL would be saying, nah, just because Canada, we're going to have everybody follow the same rules. There's nothing here. You can't find anything. I mean, look, we can debate back and forth as to whether or not COVID is still a thing. In Philadelphia, this past week, they restored some version of indoor mask regulations. There's a sub-sub variant that's poking around in a couple of places. I'm not here to get into that. I'm looking at what all of the other sports leagues are doing and what the NHL isn't doing, and wondering what their actual motive is, because I strongly suspect that it has nothing to do with safety. Know how I know that? Because all of them are walking around without masks. I'm not kidding you. The only people that are required to wear masks in this setting are the reporters, the players, the management, team executives, you name it. Even their unpaid interns are walking around without masks amid the reporters who are. What's actually happening there? What is that dynamic? Is it another case of Gary Bettman's NHL being so paranoid and so terrified of criticism and so in love with the idea of just total control of all of their messaging, which, by the way, has been something, and you don't 
know about this or hear about this or whatever, because it's not something that reporters really share because it feels so bleeping self-serving. But it's still a thing. No league in North America has made more moves towards attempting to stifle and to distance the regular media, and thus, in turn, I'll remind you, the fans who actually want real information, than the NHL. And this, as I see it, is, oh my, it's multiple levels of stupid and short-sighted. It just is. Is the NHL really that blind to its minimalist standing in the United States of America? Not necessarily in Pittsburgh, where the Penguins have been fortunate to share a town with the Pirates, who've been pretty lousy for a while. But overall, in the United States, do they really not see that NASCAR and Major League Soccer are catching up with them? Do they really not see how far behind Major League Baseball and the NBA they are? Never mind the NFL, which is in a completely different stratosphere. Do these people think so small? Do they think so small that they can't get that, oh, I don't know, a TV station or a radio station or, you know, columnist slash podcaster guy who has multiple choices in the same town and has the option to go across the river to PNC Park and interview people face-to-face and get original, exclusive material. I can tell you that at our website, at DK Pittsburgh Sports, we have produced, between myself and Alex Stumpf, some of the best material our readers have been able to enjoy on any team in two years because we've been able to get in there and ask questions again and get to know people and share that. And you can't even hear from the guy who had the four points last night. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Slim, who asks, DK, does Todd Reardon still run the Penguins' power play? Now, Slim didn't offer any context for his question. It did come after the game, so I'm guessing that Slim wasn't wild about something that had happened on the power play, but I chose Slim's question anyway because it leads me into more of what I was just complaining about, and I'm so very much stuck in that mood. I'm sorry. I promise that by Monday I'll talk about hockey again. But the fact of the matter is, when I read Slim's question, I asked myself, when's the last time you talked to Reardon? And it was all the way back in late October. Remember when he had to do that interim head coaching thing? This was up in Montreal. It was after the game, just out in the hallway, outside the media room. And, of course, the restrictions and everything, we kept our distance. But, you know, had masks on and, you know, we we talked. We talked. It was from about six or seven feet away, something like that. But we talked. Haven't talked to him since then. I used to talk to assistant coaches all the time. Found out stuff all the time. 
and you know that there's no access to assistant coaches anymore. Did you know that? And tell me right now what that has to do with COVID. What does it have to do with COVID? If I ask for an interview with a Reardon or Mike Vellucci, and I promised to stay, I don't know, 50 feet away and use a megaphone, as long as it was me and him, I'd do it with the astronaut suit and or clown suit, just so that I'd be able to do my job. Part of what these people don't understand, and when I say these people, again, I'm talking about the ones that made this decision, which is at the NHL level, is that there's value in this for them. Fan is short for fanatic. People who are fanatical are really, really, really into something. And there's nothing better for a sports franchise than to have people be that into them. Sometimes they're going to be angry with that team. That's human nature based on performance. But you know what? That's okay because it means they care. It's anger, not apathy. Apathy is the worst thing that you can have. You want to go ask the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, the United Soccer League, the second division team that's across the Mon, how they'd love to have people going over there right now and criticizing the Hounds and ripping Coach Bob Lilly or ripping the bad decision that Canardo Forbes made in the midfield. They'd love that, but they don't have that. They don't have that. What they do have is what the Penguins in the NHL dream of having, which is the most homogenized, self-controlled media message that's manufactured from within and keep everyone else at bay. There's nothing about COVID, regardless of your position on it, that prevents reporters from getting one-on-ones with players. There's nothing about COVID that allows the head coach to skip a scheduled media session by sending out an email saying that Tristan Jari is going to start. And that's now become a custom as well on the weekends. This team in and of itself is distancing itself from the media, but that comes with a great big Sidney Crosby-sized assist from the National Hockey League. And the only people who are hurt in this, in the long run, not in the short run, is in the short run, it's the fans. In the short run, it's media companies because we do want to create more compelling content in order to have readers and viewers and listeners and money just to lay it all out there. In the, in the long run, they lose because no one gets to tell their stories. No one gets to make these people human. Do you know over the past week and a half, the number of anecdotes I've been able to share with people about the Pirates, including brand new players, guys that most people in Pittsburgh haven't even heard of, that have made these athletes seem just a little bit more real, maybe a little bit more likable, maybe a little bit more of someone that you'd be interested in investing in and attaching yourself to in the long run. I went to the arena to cover that game with the hopes of being able to write something original off of it. And I saw some things on the ice that that interested me that I thought, man, you know, if I had the same access here that I have across the river, 
I could tell this really, really neat story about a couple of these plays that I saw. Get in there and interview these guys the way I've always interviewed them. Talk to Ricard Raquel. Talk to Jake Gensel. Talk to Sidney Crosby and just ask him about a specific play without advertising what I'm writing about to the rest of the room, meaning the media room, and come up with something that I can share just with you. You know, for you, for your entertainment, for your information. But you don't have that today because the Penguins made the decision to bring Crosby and Latang and only those two into the media room. Why? Because they determined that the story of the evening was the Penguins making the playoffs for the 16th consecutive year. And while that's a legitimate story, I am here to tell you that in the journalism business that your subject matter never determines what your story is. That is not how this works. And I ended up taking the night off. Didn't feel it. Didn't feel it. Listen, for better or worse, you're listening to someone who operates from the heart. I, I do this job from the heart. I have a passion for my work. I have a passion for the people who are kind and generous enough to either listen to this show or to read the columns that I write. That's my passion. And I've felt that passion to be rekindled when I've gone across the river and been able to do my job properly. I really look forward to that being the case again someday, maybe, when it comes to the National Hockey League. I appreciate everyone putting up with my crap today. <laughs> I really do. If you can't tell, I needed to get this out of my system. This has been bugging me for a good while, and I've stayed quiet through the whole pandemic, respecting this and that from everybody and all the safety regulations and followed every rule. But Whenever you're able to just go over one bridge and do something the right way, and then you have the NFL team in town tell you that the same things will apply post-NFL draft when the Steelers hold their rookie camp, but you're going over to the hockey team and all of a sudden it's March of 2020 again, something's really wrong. Again, I apologize for all of this. Back to hockey on Monday. Oh, and by the way, also on Monday, I'll be flying up to Milwaukee to cover three games of baseball where I'll also be able to do my job.